Hello, I'm Gemma Frith and I'm joined as usual on Wolves Radio today by club commentator Mikey Burrows. How are you, Mikey? I'm okay, Gemma. Um, This is the first time that we've done our chat, Mm. having not won the game previously coming into it. So our streak is over. Uh, The Connor Cody streak of not scoring is over as well, which... (laughs) From a personal note, it's quite sad because I'd made quite a lot of having the stats to hand of how many games he'd played since scoring and how many days it had been. I even had an app on my phone that counted down and I just had to reset it this morning. So it's now (laughs) um, Cody's last goal minus one day rather than uh, 1,046 that it had got to. Well, yeah, well, there's definitely some definitely some positives to take away from the game, um, regardless. We've obviously played two games, actually, since we last spoke. The first being a one-all draw against Newcastle at the weekend. And then, yes, our loss at Manchester City on Tuesday. I would have loved to come on here and say that we continued our unbeaten run, but it was always going to be a very difficult game against Manchester City, who are now 15 points clear at the top of the table. They are on such an incredible streak. They were always going to be such a really difficult opponent to come up yeah. against. I think it, you have to look at it in context and mm. there will be some fans who will be disappointed at the way Wolves went about it in the first half and, and mm. didn't really get to grips with the game. But you have to see that in the context that Manchester City are, for my money and for many of the stats money, the best team in European club football yeah. right now. Yeah. They have the best defence in terms of the least goals conceded and the most clean sheets out of anybody in Europe's top five leagues. They had won 20 games in a row in all competitions, by the way, and that includes the Champions League, <laughs> where they only conceded one goal in the group stages of the Champions League. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and they are now 28 games unbeaten. And and that is how you have to look at it because mm. we've talked an awful lot about the strength of Wolves' squad and the fact that Wolves have had injury issues. If you put Raul Jimenez, Daniel Pedence, Willy Bolly and a fit Johnny, and I say fit because he's got to a stage now where he's kind of got through those first games on adrenaline and now this is where the six months out is going to start taking its toll. And I think we saw that a little bit because he found it hard and who wouldn't against Riyad Mahrez yeah. in the form he's in. But if you put all those players into that Wolves team, it's a little bit different. You can go about it differently. But Manchester City are able to bring in Americ Laporte and Bernardo Silva and, you know, they've got the bench of Ilkay Gundogan and, you know, Phil Foden and people like this who didn't even play. It's a it's a different level, unfortunately. That's mm. what the Premier League has become. I think we can take massive positives out of the way that Wolves did get to grips with it in the second half. They did score. Connor Cody, remarkable. But Wolves <laughs> got the ball in the back of the net. And then there was a period, Jim, in that second half where they really took the game to City. And they had them rattled. Yep. And had Wolves got themselves in front, Sam Ricketts said on Match Day Live Extra, had Wolves got in front, then you'd have really seen what this City team is about. But there's a reason why they've not trailed in a game for 19 matches now. That's the stat that stands out more than any other. They simply don't concede goals and don't go behind. So the fact that Wolves were in the game with 10 minutes to go... I think we have to take as a positive. Yes, we're disappointed it turned out to be 4-1 in the end. Mm. It felt cruel in a way that kind of, on the balance of chances, City will feel like they deserve to win the game 4-1. But it felt cruel because we're in it with 10 minutes to go. 
But you have to look at it in the context of just how good that Man City team is, how well they've been playing. And Wolves were five matches unbeaten going into it. Not many people expected them to get anything from City. So they just have to say, right, put it to one side. We lost to the best team in the country by a country mile. And now we go again at the weekend. Yeah, definitely. We we didn't make it easy for City in the second half. Once we levelled, it changed the game. Like you, we did rattle them, and you know there was for a moment where I thought we could be the team to end their winning streak. There was that glimmer of hope in the second half, and of course that's not how how it worked out. But I think the main takeaway is Connor Cody's Connor Cody's goal. As you said, it's been over a thousand days <laughs> since he scored, and it's a huge personal milestone for him. That's his first Premier League goal in his career. What does that mean to him? I, 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 do you know, it's a strange one because I, I think we've seen some of the interviews he did after the game where he yeah. kind of said it doesn't really mean anything. And in the coming days and the coming weeks and months, you know, it will mean something to him because it is a big deal. Yeah. And the fact that he effectively scored with his first effort on goal in the Premier League <laughs> is a remarkable stat. Um, but, you know, he is the leader of this team and he knows that, you know, there is a disappointment in the fact that they ended up losing the game 4-1. Mm. And so whilst it's a lovely personal milestone for him, I'm sure he won't really take a huge amount of credit for it right now. You know, the important thing he knows is that they have to get back into winning ways quickly because yeah. it's a derby game coming up at the weekend. And, you know, whilst we say we can accept losing to the best team in the league in the manner that they did, Saturday will be very different. Definitely. Well, let's look ahead to that match now. On Saturday, we are on the road at Aston Villa. Now, if you cast your mind back, last June, Den Donker's goal gave us the win at Villa Park. Let's remind ourselves of that moment. A little lovely turn by Johnny to evade John McGinn and run up towards the halfway line. Now to Traore. That's his former team, of course. Jimenez. Johnny's continued his run here to the edge of the box, trying to tee it up. Dendonka on his left foot. Oh, what a goal! Leander Dendonka finds the bottom corner. The brilliant Belgian gives Wolves the lead at Villa Park on Derby Day. Johnny played a massive, massive part in the goal, but Dendonka produces a sublime finish. It's Villa nil, Wolves won. Wow, what an incredible moment for Leander Dendonka. Yeah, and it was a very different game in very different circumstances. <laughs> yes. uh, Aston Villa were down the bottom of the table at the time and Wolves were still pushing to get towards the European places. And, you know, it was made by Johnny, who got himself yes. up there. And then Leander with the finish. Oh, you know, we'd love Leander to get a finish, although, you know, he's doing a, a sterling job, I think, at the back, actually. Um it, it was a it was a great time, and it's always great to win a derby, Gem. It really, really is, and I so hope that we can repeat the feat yeah. and, and go there again because there've been some really interesting battles with Villa over the years. Not just that one that we've just heard, but some some tough matches in the Championship as well. Mm -hmm. Many fans will remember going there and losing 4-1 in the promotion season and all the Villa fans saying, oh, you're going to slip up now and we're going to catch you and here we come and didn't quite work out right there <laughs> and the gap didn't get closed, mind the gap and all that. Um, so, you know, this, this means a lot. The Albion yeah, game is a big game yeah. for kind of geographical reasons, but there will be an awful lot of supporters, Jem, who see Villa 
as the traditional derby. So this means an awful lot this coming weekend. And if it's Leander, if it's Connor Cody, I mean, if Connor Cody scores the winner at Villa, then you better believe it. I'm on the pitch because I am celebrating. You know, that would be unbelievable. But whoever scores, as long as we do and win that game... It'll be pretty special again. Just a shame there's no fans there. Yes, of course. And this weekend will also mark a year since we had fans in Molyneux, which is something we've said many a time and something we never thought we'd be saying. Um, it was a, a blissful Saturday afternoon against Brighton. We had no idea what was to come. Um, but we've now got a glimmer of hope that fans could be back in just over two months' time, which feels really, really close now. And I'm so excited to hopefully have fans back in the stadium. How much will that mean? I think it will make a massive difference in terms of maybe how people view the games because, and I've said this before, Gem, that a game feels different when you are there than when you are watching it on telly. So it it has a completely different vibe to it. Mm -hmm. And I think we always know that this Wolves team react to the crowd. I mean, at 1-1 against Manchester City, if you've got a packed away end that are singing and are loud... It makes a difference. And also the home crowd make a difference when you go away because you're going to silence them and they're going to start to get frustrated and that's going to play a factor into it as well. And that would be a big case at Aston Villa because when you've got a team like Villa who are going to be likely without their big star in Jack Grealish, we don't know that for definite, but he's been out last couple of games, that they might find it tougher to break down mm. Wolves and therefore Wolves' game plan, and this comes into the element that we've talked about, we might talk about more, about Wolves being a bit of a second-half team sometimes, and the way that they tend to frustrate the opposition in that first half, stay in the game, and then second half, they're able to expand it and go a little bit more. I I, I kind of feel for you on a personal sense, because I know you would love to be in a full Molyneux, you've not really experienced (laughs) it. Yeah, no, not not worked, not worked at a match with fans at all yet. So um, I'm really looking forward to that day. That would be it, incredible. It makes like the hairs on your arms stand up, Gem, and on the back of your neck. It's like at times it's just it's like like there are bigger stadiums, right? That you know there are huge stadiums in the country, at, but there are few stadiums that make the noise of a packed Molyneux when it's rocking on a night game, you know, or a big derby game. Uh, I can see your face now, like lighting <laughs> up trying to, as I'm, I'm trying so to describe excited. it. I'm so excited. I can't tell you. I'm looking forward to it so, so much. I've heard so much about the electric energy that Molyneux produces. Um, I've heard away fans go there and not be able to quite believe the noise that comes out of that stadium. It's intimidating for an away fan, I think, being able to hear all those home fans going crazy. I'm just... I'm so excited and hopefully it's not long away now. Um, it'll be it'll be amazing to have fans back and I think it will make a huge, huge difference to the way we play, how most teams in the Premier League play. Um, it will really, really boost the performances. So um, I'm excited to see what football will look like in a couple of months' time if we do get fans back in May or next season. Hopefully we can definitely set our sights on having some fans back in stadiums, which will be, which will be incredible. But yeah, with Aston Villa, you know, it is going to be a difficult game. But when we look back at our match against Aston Villa at the end of last year, unfortunately, the result didn't go our way. But until that very, very last minute goal, it was quite an even meeting. And hopefully, as you say, without Jack Grealish potentially in the side, we could have a really good shot at Villa Park. 
Well, Chris Wellamo on Matchday Live Extra was adamant and adamant for weeks afterwards that Wolves were the better team in that game mm, yeah. and should have won it. And Emmy Martinez, who's a former Wolves loanee as well, by the way, had an incredible game and ended up getting the man of the match, which says a lot when a team wins a game and their goalkeeper is the man of the match. Yeah. You know, Wolves came up against a run of goalkeepers being in incredible form, by the way. And, you know, that's added to the frustration of that period. But Wolves had the chances to win that game comfortably. And even in the build-up to the penalty, some will say they should have got a free kick on halfway and the penalty should have never have happened. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's gone now. From Nuno's point of view, and this is why Nuno is a fascinating character, because he won't be looking back on that last Villa game. He won't be looking back on, on the Manchester City game. It's all about putting a team out now to beat this Villa at this time and that's the focus. And they've got a couple of days break, recovery from a couple of quick matches, as you say, and a lot of yeah. travelling as well, and get themselves ready for what is a huge game for the fans. Absolutely. Well, before we have that match on Saturday, what does your week look like, Mikey? Do we have an under-23s game this week? Yeah, the under-23s are in action on Friday. You mm-hmm. can watch it live for free on Wolves TV. Uh, they've been in great form, Gem, to be honest with you. Um, they had two games in a week last week, and they won them both. Brilliant. Um, so they've risen back up in the Premier League 2 Division 2 table. They've still got a couple of games in hand. Leeds are the runaway leaders in Premier League 2 Division 2. They've been in unbelievable form. They've got a really strong side. So it will be a real tough test for James Collins' team. But they've settled into a nice rhythm, a nice bit of consistency. They've started to get goals from other areas because their top goal scorer this year, Taylor Perry, has been out injured for quite a while now. But a young kid called Owen Hesketh, who came in from Man City a couple of years ago, struggled a bit with injuries, but has stepped up from the under-18s and started scoring goals. Chem Campbell... Who you might you might know, Jem. Chem Campbell was the second youngest Wolves player ever when he started against Aston Villa in the League Cup last season. Oh my goodness! And he's been injured as well, and he's now back, and he scored in the last game. So you know, confidence again for them that they can keep pushing forwards. Fingers crossed, yes. Well, kickoff is at one o'clock and don't forget you can join Mikey on Wolves TV for the commentary of that game. So make sure you tune in. I've got a bit of a busy week as well. I'm going to be actually talking to Connor Cody, the man of the moment, tomorrow, which would be lovely. So we have got a captain's chat coming up soon. I'm speaking to Connor and Anna Price, who is, of course, the captain of the Wolves women team. Um, And we'll be having a little chat about what it's like being a captain, what are the differences for them both, the differences they've come across. Of course, at the moment, Wolves women aren't playing, which is very difficult. Um, But there is a glimmer of hope now. We, We were worried for a minute that their season was going to be called off. But actually... With these new announcements of the lockdown exit plan, it is possible that their season could be coming back in a few weeks, which would be absolutely fantastic. They're currently in the top of the table. They've had some brilliant results at the end of last year. So it'll be great to speak to Anna again now that it's slightly more optimistic looking forward. And last week, we also played a game with uh, Jean Martinho and Fabio Silva. And um, it was a very, very heated competition, I have to say. Probably two of the most competitive players we have in the first team squad. So seeing them go head to head in a quiz last week was very, very interesting. And that will also be released soon. So there is lots of content coming your way on Wolves TV in the next few weeks. 
what type of quiz was it? Oh, see. Can you, can you tell us? Can you give us some, I'll a give little you, tease? Okay, yeah, I'll give you a little tease. I didn't give them a hint, so they had absolutely no opportunity to prepare at all. But um, it's actually with our sleeve sponsor, Aeroset, who are um, a leading supplier of aircraft parts. So they work in the aviation industry. So we did a aviation-related quiz okay. where you had to... That might sound slightly odd, but bear with me. Um, where you had to guess how far in miles each player from the Wolf Squad was born from Molyneux as the crow flies. As if you were to get in a plane and fly straight to their birthplace, how far in miles? And it's really, really difficult. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll play a game of it once it comes out and see how well you perform as well, Mikey. They did not enjoy... <laughs> how difficult they found it there was a lot of a lot of heated chat going on between them so yeah that'll be a really really good one when that comes out so yeah loads of content coming your way uh to keep you preoccupied particularly with this international break and the fa cup weekends coming up we're going to have a couple of weeks without football um in march so yeah there'll be plenty to keep you entertained in the meantime well, that wraps up everything for today, Mikey. Thank you as always for joining me. If you have any questions you would like answered in our chat next week, then please reach out on Twitter at Jem Frith and at Mikey Burrows and we'll see you then. Bye.